Well, good morning, everyone. It's strange, isn't it? I'm sat here in my living room speaking to a camera on my laptop, assuming in faith that you are there paying attention and haven't gone to make a cup of tea. It's very different to being in the Great Hall and actually seeing all your lovely faces. It's a strange time indeed. And although there have been some unexpected joys, like having so many of you join us online, many of you that wouldn't be able to join us if we were just meeting physically at church. But it has also been a hard time. And I've struggled this week to write this sermon. It's been tough. What can I say when the world is as it is at the moment? Do you know the fairy tale Rumpelstiltskin, where a woman has to guess the name of a little man or he gets to keep her child? Lots of fairy tales are quite dark, actually, aren't they? And it's strange that we tell them to children. Well, anyway, the reason that I mentioned Rumpelstiltskin is because I think it speaks into a deep truth about the power of names. To have our names known is to be known, to be seen, to have importance. Names have power. What's in a name, asked Juliet in Shakespeare's play. Well, quite a lot, it turns out. One of the important points that the Black Lives Matter movement makes is that it's important to name those who have lost their lives to racism, to use George Floyd's name. Because by using names, we are noticing individuals and naming the truth that each person has importance, each name deserves to be heard. In our reading from Isaiah 43, we hear God's voice saying to Isaiah and to each one of us, I have called you by name and you are mine. God our Father knows the importance of each person being seen, known, named and loved. This is a message that we each need to hear each and every one of us. We are each known by name and loved by God. If you take nothing else from this sermon, if you are desperate to go and make that cup of tea, then I pray that you take that message deep into your being, that your name is known and you are loved. The 12 disciples in this gospel passage know what it is to hear Jesus say their names. They have been called by Jesus. Come and follow me, he said to them. Leave your nets, leave your father and follow the path I am taking you on. And they do. They have. They've been with Jesus and they've seen him do amazing things, healing the sick and broken, calming storms, raising the dead, teaching on mountainsides. They have seen all of this, been at his side. And now we come to this moment where Jesus says to them, off you go, it's your turn. Go and do as I have done. This is the only time in Matthew's gospel that the disciples are called apostles. To be an apostle is to be given authority to be a commissioned agent, to go in the name of another. And this is a turning point for the disciples. 
They are no longer only followers, learners, disciples. They are now also to share what has been given to them. They are apostles and they are to give what they have received to reveal the topsy-turvy kingdom of God in the world. As the disciples are sent, we read that Jesus gave them authority, authority to do as he has done. They're not just given permission, they're given power. Not because they're worthy or especially qualified. This motley group of fishermen and tax collectors weren't exactly scriptural scholars or healing experts. But they were close to Jesus. They'd been alongside watching and learning. And now Jesus says, go and do likewise. I wonder if they felt ready. Probably not, but they go anyway. In the name of Jesus, in his authority, rather than in their own power. And here they are sent just to Israel. But let's not forget where Matthew's gospel ends, with the Great Commission, where the disciples are sent to the whole world. At this time, in this moment, the disciples are sent to a specific place, to a specific mission. But later, that will be broadened to include the whole of the world. I think there is a tension here, though. The disciples are named individually. They are individually sent. But their commissioning and sending is also corporate. The Christian life is not an individualistic one. Jesus sends the disciples here as a group. And in other Gospels, they're sent in pairs. As it ever is with God, we are meant to be in relationship. Relationship with God, with him and with each other. Holding each other accountable. Offering support and encouragement. And lifting each other up when we fall down. We need each other. I need you and you need me. The individual is important. We are each valued and loved and named, but we are not alone. We are called and taught and sent with others as a part of the body of Christ. And that is both amazing and challenging because people are awesome, but we can also be really hard work. But boy, am I glad that I'm not in this alone. Because Jesus doesn't promise that this is going to be easy. Quite the opposite. In fact, if we had carried on reading in chapter 10, we would have heard Jesus say to those disciples, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. He paints, in fact, quite a harrowing picture. I can imagine the disciples wondering what they got themselves into, thinking, hang on a minute. This is not what I've signed up for. However, being a follower of Jesus means being like Jesus in the world, offering healing and liberation. The message of God can be a hard one to hear and therefore to give. Not everyone is ready for healing and liberation, especially if that healing and liberation is for others the people that we have power and influence over. 
We need only to look at the world around us at the moment to see the truth that that is hard for people to hear. We are in strange and difficult times. The message of our readings this morning is that each person is named by God, loved and cherished, that we are all called and taught and then sent together to share this message with others. Maybe today you are seeking the freedom and liberation that comes through Christ. Maybe you are hearing God say to you, go and proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near. Or perhaps you feel like you're on the edge, on the edge of that crowd looking on, not quite sure what to make of this Jesus. Wherever you are, know that God knows your name, is calling you and has good news for you to share. Good news of healing and liberation. And whilst this world seems hard and difficult at the moment, there are many challenges. That message of healing and liberation is good news for all. Amen. Amen.